This Vladimir Tarasenko free agency saga is getting quite interesting, and maybe the New Jersey Devils should pounce on it. And also, is Tom Fitzgerald done making moves because he has yet to do a press conference in regard to free agency, but there might be more to that. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey club and play announcer. Dell's right for Pucks and Pitchforks and also part-time credential media member Trey Matthews. Not only am I celebrating my three-year anniversary of me being a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, but like I said in the cold open, I got another silly season discussion to share with y'all, and that is the possibility of Vladimir Tarasenko signing with the New Jersey Devils organization. So in today's episode, I'm going to give some background information because I, I got to tell you, this whole uh, this whole saga of Tarasenko during this uh, free agency period is actually quite compelling and somewhat hilarious because uh, on, on the one hand, he was supposed to sign with the Carolina Hurricanes or that's what it was rumored to be. And then he switches agents and now the whole process has to start all over. And, and apparently there are a bunch of teams that are trying to obtain his services. Then in the second segment, I'll give my opinion and final verdict as to whether or not I personally want Tarasenko on the roster. And then in the third and final segment, we're going to talk about something that a lot of fans have been bringing up on Devil's Twitter, which is, is Tom Fitzgerald done making moves for the time being? Because he still has not done a press conference to address free agency for the Devils up to this point. So fingers crossed that nothing changes because Vladimir Tarasenko could quite honestly sign with any team at any given moment. But I wanted to do this silly season discussion because Tarasenko is a name that I brought up quite frequently on this show because I talked about him last year. I talked about him before the trade deadline because I view Tarasenko as a backup option in case the Devils weren't able to land Timo Meyer. So let's begin with some background information in regard to Vladimir Tarasenko. So like I just said moments ago, it was rumored that Tarasenko had accepted a deal with the Carolina Hurricanes, and basically a lot of people on Devil's Discourse were stunned by it because, uh, like Cam Danico said recently, the Carolina Hurricanes in the Metropolitan Division, they are the team to beat. And adding Tarasenko to the roster, I don't know if it makes them better, but that's certainly another asset that could be utilized throughout the course of the season because we know what Tarasenko can bring on the offensive side of things. But strangely enough, Elliot Freeman tweeted out saying that Vladimir Tarasenko has new representation, J.P. Barry and Pat Brisson of CAA. What this means is no deal is in place with any team, but process resets today. So Friedman tweeted that out on July 5th, and there's a lot of rumors as to where Tarasenko might end up. So obviously he might be looking for a new deal with the Carolina Hurricanes, could be the Colorado Avalanche, the New York Islanders, the Ottawa Senators, or maybe even the reigning Stanley Cup champion, Vegas Golden Knights. So as you guys know, with silly season discussion, if it is possible for the Devils to obtain a certain player, I'm going to do a discussion about it on this show. 
So let's talk about Tarasenko and what he would hypothetically bring to the Devils roster if the Devils were to become players in the Vladimir sweepstakes and pick them up in free agency. So as we all know, Tarasenko started off this year with the St. Louis Blues, and he was later dealt to our dreaded rival, the New York Rangers, or as I like to call them, that team across the Hudson River. So in his first 38 games this season with the St. Louis Blues, he had 10 goals, 19 points for a grand total of 29 points, and his plus minus was minus 18. Now, here's the thing. The St. Louis Blues, they were looking to go in a different direction. Obviously, they weren't really all that great of a team. So the rumor was that Ryan O'Reilly and Vladimir Tarasenko would have been dealt away come the trade deadline. So it wasn't a matter if, it was more a matter of when. And obviously, like I said, it seemed like the Devils were also players in that sort of Vladimir sweepstakes when he was available to be picked up via a trade. And then, like we all know, he ended up going to the New York Rangers. He appeared in 31 games. He had eight goals, 13 assists for a grand total of 21 points. So we know what he could bring offensively, but the main question I have is like, what else can he bring? Because when looking at some of the other analytics while he was with the New York Rangers, the offensive point shares, it wasn't really there. The defensive point shares, it wasn't really there. He's not going to get blocks. He's not going to do hits. He's not going to uh, commit to the faceoff. So my thing is like Vladimir Tarasenko is a great offensive weapon, but the problem is it doesn't seem like he contributed all that much on the Rangers roster. Now, obviously I don't follow the Rangers religiously and I'm just an outside perspective, but going based on the stats, it seems like Tarasenko during his tenure with the Rangers, while his points are respectable, it didn't seem like he helped in any other category, but I will give credit where credit is due. He was able to have good contribution on the power play because he finished sixth on the Rangers in power play assists with four, and he had a grand total of five power play points. So we all know that Fox, Panarin, Zabanajed, they're going to be the go-to guys on the power play. We also saw what Kreider was able to do during the playoffs. So while he is in the top 10 for power play points, it didn't seem like he was the main go-to guy for obvious reasons when the Rangers went on the man advantage, but he could be somewhat useful for the Devils in that sort of aspect. Now, where would he slide in? What's his position? Obviously, he's a right winger, but when looking at the top six for the Devils, it's already stacked. You got Nico Heischer, you got Jack Hughes, you got Dawson Mercer, you got Tyler Toffoli, you got Timo Meyer, you got Jesper Bratt. So obviously you can mix and match a little bit. We saw uh, Timo Meyer play on the third line for uh, a few games. And obviously just because you play on the third line, it doesn't mean you're going to get like the second least amount of ice time. It's just your positioning to begin the game. So if I had to guess, I would say that Tarasenko would sort of slide into that third line and maybe be paired alongside Andre Palat and Eric Halla. But that might create some more issues that we're going to talk about in segment two. Now, what would his contract look like if the Devils were to hypothetically sign him? Well, according to Larry Brooks of the New York Post, he recently said that Tarasenko had multiple offers on the table from NHL teams, including Carolina, ranging anywhere from $5.5 million to $6 million per season with various lengths. Tarasenko and his previous representation rejected them all, potentially misreading the market after countryman Dmitry Orlov signed a two-year deal with Carolina paying him $7.75 million 
per season. So it seemed like Tarasenko is looking to get a bit of a pay increase. But my advice to him is like, why don't you take the pay cut, sign with a team like the Devils or uh, another team that's capable of winning and sort of take the Tyler Bertuzzi method, which is wait for the salary cap to go up a little bit more. Because like Gary Bettman alluded to in the past, the salary cap numbers are only going to go up from here on out because it was projected to go up $1 million in the near future if it hasn't done so already. And then come next year, it's going to get a little higher. So that's what Tyler Bertuzzi was able to do. And it's also worth mentioning that I think his representation also represents Jack Hughes. So there's a connection right there because I was discussing the matter with fellow Devils content creators because, as I said in a previous episode, I am in a group chat with people like Devil State of Mind Podcast, Pucks and Pitchforks, Let's Go Devils, The Brad Pack, and a few other Devil content creators, including my buddy Jersey Joe. So we were discussing the matter a little bit, and that's what we came to the consensus, saying that I think the agency that uh, that Tarasenko recently signed with is also the same agency that represents Hughes. There's a connection right there. So the main question is, can the Devils afford him? Like I said, I talked with uh, some other Devils content creators, including the site in which I work at, in, in which I write for the Devils, Pucks and Pitchforks. And I asked them, like, could the Devils hypothetically sign Tarasenko to maybe a one-year deal? And they said, yes, it is possible. But they also said, like, why would you want to do that? Because uh, Nick Villano made the joke saying that, well, they can hypothetically sign me to a one-year deal, but why would they do that? So we're going to talk about that in the second segment because that is the main question. Just because Tarasenko is available to be picked up, would it be worth it for the Devils? We'll talk about that momentarily, but first, I want to tell you guys about FanDuel. So take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets Win or lose, that's 200 You can spend betting everything from the money line to the over and under to who you think is going to hit the first home run of the game, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League baseball okay so here's the main question would i want the devils to sign vladimir tarasenko to a one-year deal and thus he's added to an already stacked roster that has a lot of capable goal getters well here's my short answer no and not because tarasenko is a bad player but i just don't think it would be a good fit because there's this old phrase, too many cooks in the kitchen. And I literally just listed the top six for the Devils. And it is stacked right now. Once again, Hughes, Heischer, Brat, Meyer, Toffoli, Mercer. So where would you slide Tarasenko in in that sort of aspect? And one of the X factors I have for the Devils going into the new season is that they're going to have to work on their chemistry. Now, I'm not saying that their chemistry was bad to begin with. But you're going to have to learn to put egos aside in order to better the team so that way you can strive for that ultimate goal, which is trying to win the Stanley Cup. So that's why you saw someone like Timo Meyer take a bit of a pay cut because, as you guys know, I've talked about on this show before, Meyer was offered $9 million plus 
from the San Jose Sharks before they dealt him away. And they had to because they realized he wasn't going to resign long term. Jesper Bratt, he was able to resign under the Jack Hughes threshold of $8 million. Jonas Siegenthaler said he took a bit of a pay cut because he wanted to remain with the organization because he saw that they were building for something special. So that's my thing for the Devils is that egos are going to have to be put aside for the betterment of the team so that way they can potentially win that Stanley Cup because they have a lot of talent. But how do you balance that out? Because one player, unfortunately, isn't going to put up the monstrous numbers that he is used to. Is it going to be Keisher? Is it going to be Brad? Is it going to be Meyer? Is it going to be Toffoli? Who's it going to be? I don't think it's going to be Hughes because I think he's going to be front and center because obviously that's the franchise piece. But the point I'm just trying to make is that if you add Tarasenko to the mix, that's just another burden that you got to deal with. It's not a bad burden, but do you really want to deal with it? That's the thing. Like, how are you going to incorporate them? And I just mentioned the top six. I didn't even mention some of the key depth pieces. So obviously you got to try to get Andre Pilat to get going because he's slightly overpaid. And then someone like Eric Halla, you know that Halla, while he is willing to take a back seat and not score as frequently, you know that you want to get him going a little bit earlier in the season so that way people can see his true impact. And you also got to factor in the BM line because the W is now gone in that line and you got to slide in Curtis Lazar. Now, here's the thing. It's just like if Tarasenko was to be put onto the Devils roster, quite honestly, he's taking a roster spot away from somebody because what what was I talking about in the previous episode? I was talking about Alexander Holtz and how, yes, he wasn't really given a fair chance to thrive, but he was given a decent amount of chances to at least show glimpses that he can potentially be something special in the league because he does well while playing for the Utica Comets, and he also does well while representing Sweden. So if Tarasenko was added to the roster, that just eats up a roster spot, and that puts another player in front of Alexander Holtz, and it puts him at an unfair disadvantage because now that Sharon Govich is gone, now that Wood is gone, now that Tatar is most likely gone, there are a couple roster spots open. So I just said... Curtis Lazar is probably going to take one of those positions. Toffoli takes Tatar's position on the top six. And now where does Holt slide in? He's going to slide into where Sharon Govich was most likely on the third line. The Devils are looking to get the most out of him. So it doesn't make sense that the Devils will take a roster spot away from one of their young up-and-coming players in Holtz because not only that, it's, it's not just Holtz. They got to make room for a few other players that got to try to make their niche in the NHL. So you got people like Nolan Foote or Griziuk who need to be given a chance as well. So while Tarasenko is a good player and maybe he would be somewhat of a help on the power play, but like I said, it would be kind of hard to gauge that just considering the fact that he wasn't top priority in terms of power play numbers for the New York Rangers. It's just like, I I think the Devils already found their Tarasenko-like player, which is a player who is slightly older because Tarasenko is 31 years of age. Tarasenko has won a Stanley Cup in the past. He's been to a couple All-Star games. They found that capable player in Tyler Toffoli. Now, while Toffoli has never participated in an All-Star game, he is a former Stanley Cup winner. He won it back in 2014 against the New York Rangers. He's been able to uh, put up some decent scoring. He had a career year last year with the Calgary Flames. So I think the Devils have already found that capable player in Tyler Toffoli. So it wouldn't make sense for the Devils to add Tarasenko. I think it's one of those moves that 
look good on paper. But if it was to come into fruition, into real life, I just don't think it's going to benefit them all that well. So that's my final verdict. I like Tarasenko. I've talked about him on this show before, but obviously times have changed because when I was talking about Tarasenko, that was before the Devils got to Foley. That was before they got Meyer. That was before Mercer was able to come into the picture as well. This was before Hughes and Heischer had career years. So that's where I stand with Tarasenko. I would have loved to have him on the Devils roster, but I think the Devils have uh, closed that chapter in their book, and I think they have their sights set for the future. Speaking of the future, a lot of people are wondering, is Tom Fitzgerald done making moves for the foreseeable future? Because it's worth mentioning that he has yet to do a press conference to reflect on free agency so far, and people are just wondering, like, is he done? Is this it? Or does he have something else up his sleeve? Now, I tweeted a few days ago saying that I have a sneaky suspicion that Tom Fitzgerald has one more move in him because the thing is, is like this free agency period for the Devils when July 1st hit at noon Eastern time, I knew that free agency wasn't going to be all that eventful because the thing is the Devils already did their big moves prior to July 1st because they took care of the main responsibilities, which is they re-signed Jesper Bratt, they re-signed Timo Meyer, they re-signed Eric Halla. And obviously the draft was more of an afterthought. And they also traded for Tyler Toffoli and they got rid of some other players that weren't going to resign either way. So they got rid of pending restricted free agents, Mackenzie Blackwood and Yegor Sharangovich. Their roles with the team wouldn't have been big if they would were to hypothetically return next year. And then they were also able to get rid of Damon Severson, who was an unrestricted free agent. So when July 1st rolled around once more, Everything that was supposed to happen for the Devils had already happened because we weren't anticipating for Ryan Graves to return. We weren't anticipating for Miles Wood to return. And and unfortunately, as sad as it was, that was to be expected because unfortunately, Wood, I think he's run his course with the Devils organization. And for Graves, I don't think the Devils could have afforded him. And he got a John Marino type contract from the Pittsburgh Penguins, ironically, because that's exactly where marino originally signed with the penguins but anyway uh digressing a little bit the only moves that fitzgerald has made during the free agency period was he signed three players to two-way deals but that's more helps the utica comments as opposed to the devils and i don't really anticipate that much from those three players that he did sign and the colin miller deal that wasn't free agency that was a trade because the devils traded away their fifth round selection in 2025 for the services of Miller. So technically that's not a free agent move. That's another trade, but Colin Miller has yet to do his first press conference with the devil. So that obviously uh, sparked some suspicion. And if you need some reference, uh, I believe free agency began on July 13th and Fitzgerald did his press conference a couple days after, because this is when the devils were able to obtain Eric Halla, Brendan Smith, Andre Pilat in free agency. So Fitzgerald has yet to do a press conference reflecting on free agency for this season. Now it can mean one or two things. One, it's not worth it to have a press conference because like I said, he hasn't really done much in free agency. That's not where the devils have thrived because the main goal for the devils was to retain. And obviously the trade market is where the devils have thrived so far during this off season. And the free agency moves that they did make 
it's not really worth to have a press conference because most likely those three players aren't really going to be much help for a Devils roster. They're more of depth assets for the Utica Comets. Or two, maybe Fitzgerald does have another move up his sleeve, but he's trying to figure some things out. Now, what would the Devils do in free agency? Like, what would they be looking for? Well, I think once more, I think they're trying to look for maybe a backup goalie because maybe they're going to let Akira Schmid just marinate in Utica just a tad bit longer. But obviously, I can't really confirm that. I have no problem with the tandem duo of Vanacek and Schmid going into next year. I think that can honestly work just fine for the Devils, but it wouldn't be nice to have some extra security, especially since that Nico Dawes is now out for an extended period of time while in Utica and also Mackenzie Blackwood is now gone. So I think the Devils do need a third string goalie, but maybe Eric Schalgren will be their answer in that sort of aspect. Former Toronto Maple Leaf, I don't really know. But then again, if the Devils were to obtain a goalie, I think it would be in the trade market and not exactly free agency, but that's my educated guess. So if I had to pick a side and decide where Tom Fitzgerald is in terms of making moves, I'd say he's not done making moves because the job is never finished. But for the time being, why would the Devils have a press conference for signing three guys to two-way deals? The only time they would have a press conference is to maybe reflect on the Colin Miller deal. But we've been talking to Tom Fitzgerald a lot lately. The media has because we've done a press conference after uh, Jesper Bratt signed an extension, after Timo Meyer signed an extension, before the draft. So quite honestly, if we were to do a press conference with Fitzgerald at this very moment, what would we really be talking about? I think we would mostly be talking about the Colin Miller deal. It's worth mentioning that the press conference that the media had with Fitzgerald before the draft, that was after the Devils were able to obtain Tyler Toffoli. So just putting that out there, I don't think Fitzgerald wants to do a press conference with all due respect to these players, but I don't think he wants to do a press conference in regard to like signing three players to two-way deals or for Colin Miller because Colin Miller, he adds more depth to the defense, but I'm sure Fitzgerald would like to say, let's do a press conference in which we talk about Miller and maybe a few other players. So they're probably waiting for one more signing, one more trade to do that press conference because if they were to do a press conference, say tomorrow, it wouldn't make much sense. And it would sort of be like the Nathan Bashan and Michael McLeod press conference will last less than seven minutes. So that's my educated guess, which is the reason he's not doing a press conference is because they haven't really made that many free agency signings. In fact, they've made very minuscule signings. So I don't think it's worth it to have a press conference. And maybe Fitzgerald does have something up his sleeve. I wouldn't doubt him. But let's be patient about it and let's not get too greedy. So there's your answer in regard to Fitzgerald. Is he done making moves? I don't think so. But the reason he's not doing a press conference is because there's nothing really worth the do a press conference for because if I've learned anything in one of my business classes is that you don't have a meeting if you don't have to have a meeting or don't do a meeting much longer than it has to be. So that's my educated guess. That's my answer for you guys. I haven't heard anything from the devil's PR team. I haven't heard anything from any connections that I might have. In fact, James Nichols recently tweeted out and said that right now all is silent within the devil's organization for a time being, but obviously that could change. So let me know what you guys think. Would you want Vladimir Tarasenko added to this roster for maybe one year? Or would you like the Devils to go in a different direction? And what are your thoughts on Tom Fitzgerald? Is he done making moves this offseason? Should he make one more move? If so, what would you like to see made? I don't think free agency is going to be all that eventful for Devils. So far, it hasn't been. 
and it's almost been a week since free agency market opened. So let me know what you guys think. Curious your guys' thoughts. So if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. Or if you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TrainMat4 or the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day in New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.